Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Wednesday. It is the 29th of July, and we are back with another episode of Destination Different. Big show this week, big, big show. They're all big, I think, is what I'm what I'm learning here. Before we jump into today's guest and today's interview, however, I just wanted to give you all a quick update on a little challenge that I've been working on over the last 29 days. So If you've listened to the last couple episodes, I put it upon myself at the beginning of July to try and tweet 10 times a day, every day, for the entire month. If we're being being honest with ourselves, I have not hit that goal. Probably been close, but I have not hit 10 tweets a day, every day, for the entire month. And if we're being even more honest with ourselves, they certainly all haven't been original tweets I think the beauty of Twitter is a lot of things that you can do. You can just hop in and reply to people, ask questions. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. But it is eye-opening in the world of kind of online networking, if you will. You know, I hop into the replies of the same person three, four, five days in a row. All of a sudden, I'm following them. They're following me. We start having conversations. We're forming a little bits of friendship. There's probably, I don't know, three or four people like that that I have just met or stumbled across this month uh, who are you know, similar thinkers to the way that I approach the internet. And you know, we've now, I won't say become friends, but we reply to each other online. And if that's not friendship in 2020, I don't know what is. But I just want to give that as a little, little, start, little intro to the show because... It has been an interesting exercise and it's something I'm going to kind of continue to try and do going forward on my personal Twitter account is really focusing my attention from a content creation standpoint on that one channel. For too long, I was spreading myself too thin, trying to do Instagram, trying to post things on Reddit, trying to make sure every video got up so that my grandma could see it on Facebook. I got to cut it back. So we're focusing on Twitter and that challenge, I'll be reposting a kind of recap on the blog here when the July is officially over with all the facts and figures, but it works. You know, focusing on one channel actually works. That's all I've got I just to kind of kick off the episode. Now, for this week's guest, somebody who has proven to be a natural, far better than I am, networker and marketer online. He goes by the name of Chris Russo. And he is the founder and president of the Boston College Alumni Media Group. And so, as I've mentioned a few times on this show now, I am a BC alum. Chris is obviously a BC alum. Uh, But it was just fascinating to kind of talk to Chris. He started this group about, right about a year ago, it seems like, uh, when he graduated from school and was using it as a tool to kind of start to look for a job and just try and network. It has since grown to a network of over, 
700 alumni. He has started a web show, a weekly web show, where he has on, honestly, some of the biggest talents in media in the world from Joe Sabia to Clinton Kelly. It's really impressive what he has been able to, to create with this, with this community. And so we get into all of that on this week's show. I was just so blown away. One, for a, I think he said he's, he's turning 23 in a couple weeks, but for a 22-year-old kid who has just formed this incredible community of talented individuals in the media space, uh, it was awesome to hear kind of about what Chris is building and what you know the plans are for the future of the, the alumni group. And I want to make sure that it's clear, like, even if you are not a Boston College alumni, but there are so many lessons in this show that are just about marketing and networking and kind of, you know, Chris touches on chasing your passion and um, is clearly a gifted, gifted community builder. Uh, It is an awesome episode with a ton of lessons and a lot of value in it. So I will shut up. I will pass it on over to Chris and this amazing interview on this week's episode of Destination Different. Hope you enjoy. You know, I was a student at Boston College. I graduated back in 2019 with degrees in marketing and communication. And I had an inkling of kind of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't really sure. I was kind of faking it, right? And, um, you know, obviously, as of late, we've hit a global pandemic and, and things have shifted and people have had to pivot. And really, my focus or what excites me every day is connecting different people and and growing an audience over kind of a shared affinity or love for something. And that something for the past year has been Boston College for me. Um, I graduated, but I never really made it that far. I ended up renting an apartment up in Alston before I even had a job secured. I was like, I just want to stay here. I want to be with my friends. I want to be able to go back to campus. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I kind of didn't exactly know what I want to do, but I, I, I took the risk. I set my stakes into Boston and, and kind of let everything else fall after that. And really the, the biggest experience that I've had over the past year, I've had a, a couple different jobs, but the thing that's kind of the through line for me is running this group called the Boston College Media Alumni Network, which connects over 700 BC alumni uh, across the country. That's awesome. And so from what I can understand is that you have you know, you have worked, you've worked multiple jobs, but that this sort of like building this Boston College alumni media network has been really your like primary focus. And so how have you balanced one? I always like to ask this of people who are entrepreneurial and who are starting their own thing. Like how have you balanced the need you know, to make a living and make money with like starting your own project and growing something from, you know, ground zero and how have you kind of balanced those two worlds, especially for somebody, you know, right out of college and and just getting started in your, your career. Definitely. I mean, really the story behind the group was it was born out of a need for myself, which was, I was at BC, I was a senior, I was looking for a job in the media space. And I quickly realized that really the alumni resources, particularly in that industry, weren't as strong as, you know, the business school, for 
example, and mm -hmm. there really was no group bringing people together. So I launched the group shortly after I graduated. I graduated without a job and all my friends were, you know, accountants, right? And they were working at, you know, Liberty Mutual Insurance and startups and all these, you know, very structured business and businesses and programs. And I was kind of like, I'm this media kid and I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I just want to do what makes me happy right now. And what that was, was building a group that could help obviously connect me to people so I could figure out what my next opportunity was. But as I was having conversations with more and more people, I mean, the group started with me and probably five friends who were also looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. And then as I kept meeting more people, connecting more people and bringing them into the group, I found that my story was very similar to theirs in that they, you know, either graduated from BC without a job or they had a job, but they were looking to transition and they really wanted to lean on the BC alumni community, but there was no kind of structure or group to bring that together. And so mm -hmm. the thing that I was creating really spoke to a lot of people. And as a result, people got very invested in it. And um, that's what's really made the group so successful over the past year. Okay, so I have, a, I have a couple questions from within that. So when you say you started a group, you know, was this something that specifically you started on a certain platform? Was it like a bunch of friends calling each other? Like what was the sort of structure, at least when you started? And then how is that like structure of the group grown over, over time? So it started out as just a LinkedIn group, like a private LinkedIn group. Um, and I basically, my strategy was starting to message people on LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm building this thing. Um, and to clarify, the group, although called Boston College Media Alumni Network, is not affiliated with or sponsored by BC in any way. It's kind of my own independent thing, but it gathers BC alumni. And I was reaching out to people and, and being transparent and said, hey, this is not affiliated with BC, but I think this is a group that really needs to be you know, built. And people bought in very quickly because it was one of the first times they were hearing from an organization with the words Boston College in it that wasn't either asking for money or inviting them to like one of those football game watches. So yeah. for a lot of people, it threw them in sort of a loop and they were like, really? They, you know, there's a group that's gathering us around this media communications thing. Like, this is something that I've been waiting for. And it started off with a lot of just LinkedIn connections, sort of like mm -hmm. cold emails. Think of it that way. But very quickly, uh, you know, the group grew in numbers. I, I had a number of conversations with people who were, you know, very invested and, and wanted to be uh, prominent members of the group. And they introduced me to more people. We created, you know, there's different social media platforms where I was spotlighting different alums and they were resharing it. And, and quickly it kind of built a, a life of its own that I didn't expect, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so much so that, you know, now I'm receiving calls from, you know, Hollywood producers, media execs saying, I see you did an event with, you know, Joe Savia, who's a good friend of mine, who is yeah. the, the voice of Vogue 73 Questions and has developed like half of the web's viral content. And there, people are calling me, you know, impressed with the types of people that I've been able to get involved in the group and saying, you know, I want to be involved, right? I want to also meet these other people that I didn't even know existed. I didn't know that guy went to BC, right? Mm -hmm. And so kind of what's happened, interestingly enough, is now I have people coming to me saying, you know, I love what you're doing. I love that you're right now I'm doing a weekly web show called Conversations with Alumni, where I have a big name every single week uh, talking to kind of our group and our community. People are coming to me and saying, I want you to do this for me. They're like, I, I want a webinar. I want somebody who's good with social media and can yeah. create these things. Somebody who knows how to grow an audience. Somebody who has a big Rolodex of contacts that can help me build strategic partnerships and, and grow my business. Yeah. And so what's happening very quickly is that now I'm sort of a consultant where now I'm starting to build a book of clients uh, and, and doing this for other people. And that's not something I saw myself doing six months ago. But what happened was it was an opportunity I created for myself because I was passionate about building this group 
And in just following what I was passionate about at the time, I think that has opened more doors for me that I didn't expect. And I didn't even know were there in the first place. Yeah. So like your creation of, of this group was almost a proof point of like, oh, Chris can go and start a web show and grow something from zero followers or members to 700 to a thousand to whatever it might be. I want him to come and do that for me now. So is that sort of like, you know, you're still managing this group and then you're paying the bills sort of with like this consulting freelance. Is that how you're kind of treating it? Yes. So that's kind of the structure of it right now. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, I come from a background. My father's a lawyer. My mom was an accountant. They have very structured careers. Mm -hmm. And I went destination different. Ding. I went destination different. I didn't go that route. I just followed what I wanted to do at the time. And that has led me to do things that I never expected. You know, when I tell them I'm doing webinars and social media, you know, marketing and consulting, they're kind of scratching their heads going, well, what does that mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have to kind of <laughs> explain to them what that means. But, you know, the thing about passion, and I, I want to quote my friend, uh, Terry Trespicio, who's also a BC alum, she's class of 95. And she did a TED talk that has over like 6 million views. And it's called Stop Searching for Your Passion. And she says that because she argues that passion is a feeling Mm -hmm. and feelings change. And when we're so invested in finding what is this one thing that I'm really passionate about that I really want to do, you're so caught up in figuring out what that thing is that you're not just doing, you're not just creating. And so in me not knowing what the heck I wanted to do with my life, I just went with what I enjoy doing at that moment. And in doing that, I found myself in opportunities that I couldn't have predicted that I'd ever be in, but were, has now become really the, the right fit for me. Yeah. So instead of searching for my passion, I just did what I like doing in that moment. And while this may be my passion now, my passion is probably going to be pretty different in 20 years. And that's okay. That's what I've come to learn and accept is it's not so structured. Uh, you know, things can change and, and to be adaptable and flexible, certainly in the time we're in right now is something that's really a major strength. So to maybe put a like finer point on it is, would you say the the thing or the passion point that drew you in was meeting other people? Was it Boston College? Was it networking? Like what, what was there one thing or was it a, a myriad of things that you were kind of passionate about a number of things and were able to combine that into one world? How did that shape itself? Yeah, it was, it was really people connecting. That's what I love to do. And what I thought I wanted to do when I was at BC was actually be a TV producer. Mm-hmm. And thinking back on it, the reason that I really liked the idea of being a TV producer is because you're interacting with other people. You're on set, right? You're telling people what to do, moving people from A to B, very much an interactive job. Um, I ended up getting it. My first job out of college was a TV production job. And um, I didn't love it. It wasn't the best fit for me because really there wasn't enough enough growth in that. I'm like obviously a high energy guy, very fast paced and TV production. It takes years before you can maybe get to, you know, another point where you could be a producer and you're kind of freelancing around and it it just, it wasn't the right fit for me. But you know, what I've learned in jobs that I haven't loved is, okay, I don't like this thing, but I like this part of it. Right. And as I've been going through things, I've identified the things that I like. And the thing that I like to answer your question is people connected. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I love doing. I, I must have, you know, three or four phone calls a day with different people. Uh, you know, before it was strictly BC alumni, but now the network has grown, you know, far outside of that. And I'm doing everything from connecting with, you know, big media execs to actually now coaching different students, some BC, some not BC. And they're asking me, you know, what do I put on my resume? How do I meet people? How do I build relationships like you mm-hmm. built with 
relationships? How do I do this to launch myself into a successful path? And so for me to be a mentor at the age of uh, 23 in a couple of weeks, uh, it, again, is not a place I expected to be, but it's something that I really, really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I'm curious because obviously a big part of what you've created here and like, you know, have seen such incredible growth from it is, is this building of community and this sort of forging of uh, people around a common interest or a common topic. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about that and just like the process of building this community that literally started with you and a handful of friends, you know, being like, we need jobs. How do we, how do we get jobs? More or less was like, oh, it sounds like it started. So tell me a little bit more about that process of building the community. And I'm particularly curious because obviously a lot of the people that I have on the show are building businesses for themselves, are building, you know, their own brands for themselves. And I have found even in my own creation of things, it's very easy to stretch yourself too thin or to go too broad. And the more I think about what you've created, it's incredible because it's like, oh no, he didn't just create a media group. He didn't just create a Boston College group. He created a people who graduated from Boston College who work in the media and communication space that have been lacking a group that looks like this. So you got like super narrow, but right. the results have been that it's kind of opened up this wide aperture of, of opportunities. So tell me a little bit about like those early days of, you know, starting it just you and your friends and how you kind of slowly built people and made it feel like something that people were, were a part of. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that is that I was filling a niche that needed to be filled. And I really, I, identified that early on that I think I was gonna have over 700 members and be hosting a weekly web show, you know, not at the beginning, but at the time I knew that this was a niche that needed to be filled because every conversation I had with alumni said the same thing, which is Chris, you know, I'm so glad that you're doing this right now. This is something that we really need. And now uh, the way the world looks right now with this pandemic, I think we need even more connectivity at a time mm -hmm. when people are feeling really disconnected. And so uh, for me to kind of provide the platform and, and the space to do that is something that's really important to me. It's something that, that I enjoy doing. Um, to answer your question about kind of the early stages, as I said before, it was a lot of, you know, cold emails and, and LinkedIn outreach at the beginning. But what made it really feel like the community was um, uh, two things. One was uh, pre-COVID, I was doing like networking happy hours across the country. I did one in D.C., I did one in Boston, I did mm. one in New York, and really bringing together people in person over a drink uh, for them to, to get to know each other and connect in that way, I think was really important to a lot of people because prior to that, they were you know invited to BC football games or maybe there was kind of general happy hours with their local chapter that didn't focus on media and communication. So to even just give them that, that bar for the night, those two or three hours to meet other people that are like them, that have that shared background of, of BC and share those values and are also in the same industry, was something that was very you know valuable and important to them. So that was kind of one. Two is um, kind of my ability to kind of introduce different people. So a lot of times I'll have a conversation with somebody and one of the questions I ask them is like, how can I be helpful to you? 
because a lot of people right now are in need of, of people connecting to, to whether it's to grow their business or to forge new opportunities. And so when I ask that question, they're like, you know, I've really been meaning to talk to somebody who's in you know, advertising. So I'm looking to put my brand on a platform and I'm like, mm -hmm. I know five people that are going to work well for you. Boom, boom, boom. And in those introductions, I'm now forming relationships and a connectivity that again, hasn't been there before. And with the weekly web show, I think as well, to give people a platform who have, you know, been in the industry for a number of years and can share their experience, share their advice. I get messages after the event saying, you know, Chris, that was really great. Like I felt like I learned so much from that, from that 35 minutes that we were on. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not very often that uh, when we're zoomed out right now with all of our webinars and things are being invited to that people actually will reach out to you and say, Hey, that really helped me. Right. And Hey, can I be introduced to him? Can I meet him? And, and in this way, I've been kind of the people connector. And that has really built a strong community where people are doing business together. People have gotten jobs and internships because of the group. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. And it's really great to see how people have um, built relationships and the group has grown through this. So tell me a little bit more about the idea for the web show. Because it's when you started this out, you know, it was more networking. It's connecting people via LinkedIn. It was very much kind of that one-to-one. -one. And now you're sort of broadcasting in a sense, the group and the, the people of the group um, out into the world. So what was the, what was the driver behind starting that and how has that gone for you so far? Yeah. Once COVID hit, um, I, I knew this was going to be a while. I know there were some people like, Oh, you know, it'll be a few months, maybe by the fall. I had this gut feeling where I said, this is, this is going to be a while. And mm -hmm. this is going to, um, to put it lightly, mess a lot of things up, right? And so I said, in my head, I was like, I really have to pivot and I really have to provide, this is the time that people need value the most, right? And as a group, it's my job to show the value of this group during the most difficult time. And so, uh, you know, very quickly, I launched this, this uh, weekly web series, which has been fantastic. And it's had everybody from, you know, Clinton Kelly from TLC's What Not to Wear, talking about food, fashion, and lifestyle, to uh, Mar Marvin Chow, who's the VP of Global Marketing at Google. Next week, we're having Candy Carter on, who's the former executive producer of The View. So even in just them sharing their stories and being willing to connect with other people uh, via this platform, I think has been great. But also, I've been hosting some uh, virtual networking events where we have 40, 50 people on a Zoom, and I... Again, six months ago, I didn't even know how to use Zoom, but I had to teach myself very quickly. <laughs> Figured it out quick. And yeah, and now I'm putting people into, you know, those Zoom breakout rooms and people are getting to meet each other. And so, you know, did, I didn't picture that this group could even work virtually. I know people that, you know, when COVID hit, they had all these events planned. Like, well, we'll just push it to the fall. And in my head, I was going, I don't think the fall is going to happen. I think we need to really do this quick pivot. And because mm -hmm. I pivoted so quickly, I think I've seen a lot more success than I would have if I, you know, had waited. And so how has it been for you, you know, being on camera interviewing these big personalities or, you know, people who have these lofty titles or marketing executives, like what has that been like for you, you know, flipping the script a little bit. Now you're like the one, you know, pulling the strings and interviewing these people. Right. You know, it's funny. I've always been the behind the scenes guy. I, I, you know, in college, I wanted to be a producer. I was writing scripts. I was filming. I was writing. I never have wanted to be the in front of the camera person. And truthfully, even up until six months ago, I didn't really like seeing myself on video, hearing myself. I was kind of, it was like cringy to me. I was like, I don't like this. But 
I've forced myself to do it and I've actually found that I've, I've really liked it. I've gotten a lot of feedback that has said I'm like a good host and I, I didn't think that, but I, I've quickly gotten, you know, really good at it. And it's something that I enjoy doing. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, did I see myself doing this? No, but in that pivot and, and capitalizing on this opportunity, I think we have, I think my advice for, for other people during this time, especially if you're out of a job is just create things for yourself. Like you, you should really take this time to think about, okay, what do I really enjoy doing? And how can I make this something? Because when you're looking at jobs in the future, people want to see that you had something you really cared about that you created from the bottom up. So if it involves doing social media, hosting a webinar, writing, whatever it may be, if you can create something that's your own, I think that is the strongest thing that you can do because you're really teaching yourself everything. And then when mm -hmm. you go to that next opportunity, you can say, oh, yep, I could do that. I've done that. I've done this, right? And that is, I think, your, your biggest strength. So that's what I've been advising people to do during this time. And how much do you hate listening to the sound of your own voice played back? Because I know for myself, it doesn't get old. I've done 30, I don't know, 40 of these episodes now. Every single time, like, man, my voice sucks. <laughs> you, you just really have to get over it. I mean, I, I don't really think that anymore when I listen to it. It was only really in like the early stages that I, but I got used to it very quickly. And, you know, I've, I've taken advice from a lot of people, speaking coaches and otherwise who have um, given me some advice about how to, you know, best present yourself on camera. And so I think that's helped a lot. Um, but, you know, I think, just to, to go back to the kind of creating your own thing, I think that's something that you're doing right now with, mm -hmm. with Destination Different. I think you're taking this time and you're saying, this is what I like doing. I like to interview oddballs. I like to interview people that, you know, go off script and create interesting and new and different things mm -hmm. and give them a platform and have a conversation with them. And I think this will be your major strength going forward to say that you've done now over 30 episodes of this. And I hope it gets to be, you know, over 200 episodes this is something that, you know, you built yourself and that's something that you should be, you know, really proud of. And I always love connecting with people like you who, who do that because I think we have a lot in common. We have this kind of like entrepreneurial spirit and this desire to tell stories and, and connect people. Well, I'm going to clip that and that's going to be the teaser for the new, you know, for the destination <laughs> different going forward. Cause that was lovely. Um, so, but tell, okay. So clearly you're very entrepreneurial. You're like, Oh, we got to like, People wouldn't even think, I think, to one, go out and like start a group to start a web series when things are happening. Like, you know, you're clearly forward thinking and kind of innovative in how you, you think about like, what's the next thing. So for you, what is the next thing? Where do you see this group going? Where do you see it going? I think, I think it's interesting for you where like, you know, you are at the center of this brand, but it's not like, you're not necessarily the face of it, but it is your, your baby. Um, so like, where do you see the group going? And then where do you maybe see that taking you personally with or without the, the group? So I think there's some really interesting opportunities uh, for collaboration between myself, my group and, and the university. And we've been kind of talking about that behind the scenes, um, you know, before COVID was happening, I, my real goal was to do like a big event. And I think that's still possible just a ways in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, to do something similar to the Wall Street Council, which BC has, um, although I want it to be quite different um, because people in media, I think, are looking for something a little more experiential. And mm -hmm. so I could see myself doing, you know, a big event. Maybe it's at Google headquarters or BuzzFeed headquarters and having something really, you know, dynamic and interesting and featuring some speakers, but also like 
giving an award to, I think there's a lot of people in the BC media alumni community who are so accomplished and have done so much great work that I think deserve to be recognized. And so if I could create some sort of platform to recognize them for, for their hard work, I think that would be great. And one other thing that's I've been kind of toying around with in the back of my head is creating some sort of scholarship fund for BC students so that they can have more experiences outside of the classroom. Um, I, I loved being a marketing communications major at BC, but I felt very much inside of the BC bubble. And mm -hmm. what I would have loved is if I could apply to some sort of scholarship that would take me out of the bubble and put me somewhere else, whether it was in the city of Boston, in New York, in LA. And I think that would be kind of the next thing. The thing that I could do to kind of give back would be to create some sort of fund that BC students can apply to where, you know, maybe it's them going to LA for two weeks and shadowing a BC alum who's a producer and getting to be on set. Uh, you know, maybe it's working uh, down in DC at Voice of America at the radio station and learning how to uh, broadcast and work with people from different countries. Like there's so many opportunities out there and so many alumni that want to be mentors. But again, there's not the structure and, and the ability to bring these different people together. And so if there was a way that I could do that and build a whole council and committee that facilitates that and helps BC students and young alumni really grow in their careers, I think that's the next chapter that I see for this group. Okay. And you mentioned before, you know, passion and not necessarily following, you know, trying to chase your passion or look for it or but just kind of like living in the, this is what I'm excited about right now. Do you see a world where, you know, you get to a certain point and you're like, man, this was fun for a long time, but talking to 10 people a day is, is getting to be cumbersome and hosting a weekly web show is, is getting old. Like, do you see a point where you're like, I'm going to wash my hands of this and, and step away? Uh, you know, it's maybe a hard thing to, to look into the crystal ball and say, but like, how do you, how do you feel about, about that as well? Sure. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm going to keep doing the weekly web show as long as I have really great and interesting guests that want to speak on it. I think that's as, as far as that will go. I don't think I'll host it forever. I don't think I'll have five or 10 phone calls a day forever. I don't think that's sustainable for anybody right now. But if you think of my group, you know, we're a year in, it's like a young company and it's mm -hmm. a company that, that needs to do more connecting and more growth. And so that's where my mind is at now. And in addition, you know, when I have people coming to me asking me to do these services for them, for me, it's also a business development opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, apparently to be connecting with different people that might need my services. So uh, that's kind of the, the, the mindset I'm in right now. And um, as this group grows, and I think there'll be more events and more things. I think there'll be a team that's more than just one, a team that's bigger than me that can, can handle uh, different things. And I've had people reach out saying that they're interested. They're like, can I host an episode of the show? Can I do X, Y, and Z things? What are you doing for social? Like there actually is interest of people that want to give time to help grow this mm -hmm. group as well, which has been really great to see. And so I think that's how things will change um, moving forward. I think it will be more people involved. That was going to be my question. That was going to be my next question for you is like, is there plans to bring on some help for you so that you're not probably editing every web show or posting every single thing on social media. Like, is there, is that, would you like to bring people on? Do you like having, it's interesting with like solopreneurs who are kind of doing their own thing. Like some people want to, they go into business cause they're like, I want to run this show, show myself. Like, are you somebody who likes that control or do you want to open it up and bring more people into, into your world? 
Right now, I really like that control, but I also have the time to have that control. Mm -hmm. So that might change in the future and I'll have to kind of rethink things. But right now, I like having the control. I've kind of found my rhythm and I know what works and I know how to make it work well. And so I'm kind of sticking with that now. Mm -hmm. But as I meet new people, I think new doors open, new opportunities uh, come my way. And I'm always somebody who's also very flexible. So I think there'll be things that happen a year from now that I, I can't predict what's going to happen. But to have that flexibility to know I want this group to work no matter what state of the world that we're in, no matter how many people are a part of it. I want people to feel like they're a part of a group where they really have strong relationships with people. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm always big on feedback. Another question I ask people when I talk to them is like, do you have any feedback for me? Do you mm -hmm. have any ideas? What do you want to see from the group? I was talking to a guy the other day. He's a good friend of mine that's at a media startup. He's like, you know, Chris, I'd really like to meet people that are at media startups. Do you know any? And I'm like, well, I know one or two. And he's like, what if we did an event about this? And so then the wheels start turning, right? And I'm like, all right, if there's yeah. a need and somebody wants this, that's where my mind goes. And that's what I want to do to help fill that need. And um, yeah, I think I think that's that's where my my head is at now but I'm, i now i have a question for you which is what do you what is your future with with this show and what you want to do i mean i know you have like a day job that you work but you do this kind of as your passion project but what are you like me i mean what are you what are you thinking for what you're working on i mean i the the podcast has been just i've loved doing it like there is I, I tell I tell a few people this now, but I get like a legitimate high when I interview people and I get to like talk to people who have interesting stories. And some are people I've never met before. Some are old friends, but I have no idea what they're working on. Some of them are kind of somewhere in between that spectrum. And every single time I just find it very, int like I, very interesting. And I, I was kind of in the same boat as you where I, sort of started this out of like personal selfish reasons where I was like, all right, I want to start my own thing. I don't know exactly what that is yet, but I'm going to talk to people who are ha or have already started their own thing. And I just want to ask them questions that might help me grow what I'm doing. And so that was kind of how it started. And now it's like, it's, it's reached a point where it's just fascinating for me to like, talk to people across, like I, I've now hit a, a place where I've done enough episodes that it is, there are themes, like there are consistencies. And, and at first it was like, oh, I'm talking to a mountaineer and a author and a, you know, t-shirt designer. And you'd be like, how are their connections? And now that I've done it enough, there are like some very consistent themes in, in across everything. And so it's been helpful for me personally to kind of apply that to my day-to-day -day work and um, apply it to the podcast. But I guess to answer the, the podcast question, it's like, I, I could see myself doing this for 75 years and probably not getting sick of it. Like it might take on slightly different forms depending what the medium of the day is. If it's no longer podcasts, but it's, we're virtually streaming in x-ray glasses in 20 years from now, like that could be what it becomes. But I, I do see myself like kind of continuing to grow it and um, you know, outside of podcasting, I love to write. And like, my hope is that I could kind of bring together a merry band of internet misfits who all kind of have their own skill set in different corners of the internet. And that we would kind of form this super team of, of creators that could kind of like riff and make funny stuff and make interesting things. Um, and that's 
more or less the the hope like way 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 down the line of what it would ultimately become can i tell you i totally see that for you like even in hearing you talk and like listening to your show like without before even saying that like that's the thing i can picture you doing and i think what you're doing right now is like really setting yourself up for that you know i find it really inspiring when people just go after what they want to go after and just create things for themselves like that's that's those the people I like connecting with rather than somebody who kind of just wants to sit in a nine to five and Mm -hmm. just coast along and say, well, I got to take a job to make money. You know, I mean, I also have to admit that I'm very privileged in that, you know, when I was in between jobs, my parents let me kind of live at home and I I have a come from a certain background where it's okay for me to have time where I'm not making a bunch of income. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think using this time right now to focus on what each of us is interested in doing, that's like an investment for our future right now. And I always enjoy connecting with people that see that same thing. And I think I could totally see that for you one day. You're going to be the next guy who founded the onion. By the way, the guy who founded the onion is a BC alum, or at least the editor of the onion is a BC alum. That should be your next guest. I'll connect with you. Um, BC alums. Anytime you talk to me, I'm always like, oh yeah, that group, like there's a BC person that is the like head of that or the editor of that. Like they're all over the place. Um, So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my outlook on it. Just, create your own thing. And I really think you will, your, I don't think you follow your passion. I think your passion follows you. And I, that Terry Trespicio might've said that if she did, thanks Terry. If not, if not, it's yours, but (laughs) I truly believe that. And I think that's, that's what's in store for both of us. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, I always, it's, it's fascinating to talk to you as somebody who has really just cultivated this, like, amazing community because it's 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 not any it's people can talk about it till they're blue in the face of like oh creating community and you gotta do this this and this but actually doing it is such a different thing so it's it's impressive when you see somebody who has kind of gotten the the upward trajectory that you've got going on um maybe just a couple more questions because i don't want to take up too too much of your time uh Go for but it. if you have a you know again looking forward looking either in the short-term future or long-term future is there a guest on your show? You know, if, if I'm going to get the head of the onion on my show, is there a guest of the, is there a guest on your show or just a member of the group that is like the dream? If I could get, if I could talk to so-and-so that would be, I've, I've peaked. Is there somebody like that for you? Yeah. I think mine is interesting. Mine is actually Tracy Wigfield. And I don't know if you know who Tracy Wigfield is. I do not. She is, the uh, Emmy-winning producer of 30 Rock, uh, The Mindy Project, mm-hmm. Great News, which is actually one of my favorite things that she's done. She has written and produced some of the best comedy television shows out there. And I was a fan of her work before I even knew who she was. And she also happens to be PC. And she is just so fantastic. And the people I really like talking to, to be honest, are not the stars or the people who are the faces of things, but the people that are behind this, behind this, mm-hmm. behind those things, because those are the really smart people who mm-hmm. write everything, produce everything. They know all the people and they've sat in the, in the driver's seat of creating some of the most interesting things. So I'd love to have Tracy on the show and um, I'm going to manifest for myself. I, I think Tracy will be on the show within the next four to six months. I see it happening. It's calling and- a shot. We'll clip this. We can show it to her. Yes. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> Tracy, come on the show. Um, no, from what I know, she, she is a big BC fan. She's come back to BC to speak before. 
So uh, I, I think she'd be in, but that's my, yeah, that's my next dream guest. It's, I always say to, to all my guests, cause I ask that's a very similar question to that, to pretty much everybody. And I, I'm, my hope is that someday some, somebody is going to land their dream client job, guest, whatever it might be partnership. And I'm going to take a 10% finders fee on any of these. So that's, that's my business model right now for the podcast is just one of the, somebody's going to manifest this. And if I have a thousand episodes of this podcast and I land one, we're doing okay. That's right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. So maybe just to, to round out. So it's, I always like to have people kind of say like, Hey, where can they kind of connect with you? Uh, where can they, you know, find and kind of check out what you're doing. So it sounds like if people are members of the Boston College community, they should be joining the Boston College Media Alumni Group. And if they are uh, not, if they're in the marketing, media, uh, the marketing, media, or communication space, they should definitely join the group. I think it's a great resource for people right now. But if not, I think the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Chris Russo, Christopher Russo on LinkedIn. Um, I don't really put my socials out there so publicly, so I'm not like, follow me on Twitter, but uh, I'm on there if people, if people find me. Uh, I think LinkedIn's the, LinkedIn's the best place to find me, Christopher Russo on LinkedIn. And do you post all of the, the web shows to your LinkedIn? Yeah, so the, actually, they're, that's a great question, right? They're actually all on YouTube channel, and okay. YouTube channel is BC Media Alumni, and that's linked from my LinkedIn. And uh, But you could find the BC Media Alumni Network on all socials at BC Media Alumni. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. And yeah, you could check out all the past episodes of the show on YouTube at BC Media Alumni. Cool. Yeah, because I feel like those shows, even if you're not an alum, those are still just interesting interviews in general. Like if, if you get to hear from Joe Sabia, who is his is like fascinating interview, uh, you want to listen to him. It doesn't matter where you went to school or who, how old you are. Like that is a, a good person to, to learn from. Um, well, Chris, thank you for joining me today. This was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and I know that this thing is just going to keep growing and growing for you. So I'm excited to see where you, where you take it next. Yes. Thank you. And you know, I'll be following you closely and we'll be, we'll be in touch because I'm excited to see us both succeed in destination. wrap on this week's episode of destination different a huge thank you in order to chris for joining on this week's episode i mean it is mind-blowingly impressive what he had i don't even know if that's a word it is mind-blowing what he has done with this alumni group and what he's been able to accomplish in a year in a year filled with a global pandemic no less. Uh, it is, you know, super impressive what he's he's building and is continuing to build. And I'm excited to see where he continues to take the web show. I mean, he is getting like big, big, big time guests on that. Uh, and, you know, it's just going to continue, I think, to, to snowball and then grow bigger and bigger. Uh, so massive thank you to Chris. I will most certainly be diving into his Rolodex of contacts. Uh, so you can definitely expect to see a few more BC alumni on this show 
in the coming weeks and months. Um, other than that, as I mentioned at the top, finishing up my little exercise with Twitter for the month, so you can stay tuned for an update there. And then my other thing, I've been, you know, I've I've mentioned the last couple of weeks, but I think it's worth reiterating. If you like this show, if you listen to this show sometimes, if you don't even even if you just don't hate the show, I have rebranded my bi-weekly email newsletter. It is now called Strange Brains. It is very similar to the format of this show where I am featuring people, thoughts, articles, videos that are different, they are weird, they are strange, and writing about them, just kind of sharing them with you. And I'm very much of the belief that strange brains kind of foster more strange, weird thinking. So that is the real goal with this new formatting of the email newsletter. If you haven't already signed up, please feel free to do so in the link in the description. It is called Strange Brains. I just recently, like this morning recently, wrote up a little welcome email. So now if you are a new subscriber, you will get greeted with a lovely little welcome email. It's brand new. You could be the first one to get it if you subscribe today. So that's my little plug there. You can sign up at the link in the description. Again, thank you to Chris for joining the show. If you want to check out what he's doing, I've also got the BC Media Alumni Group linked up and his personal LinkedIn as well if you just want to connect with him as he is clearly the king of networking. That's all for now. Hope everybody is staying safe, staying healthy. If you're really anywhere in the northeast of the United States right now, staying somewhat cool. And we will see you again next week, next Wednesday, for another episode of Destination Different. Until then, stay weird. Fell in love for just a couple hours. I can't tell the difference between what's fake and what's been missing. Often I'm misunderstood, so I'm looking for a better me. This is your love song, baby. I hope that you know the words.